Welcome to the Excellent Exo Chat with Bill and Nora. Our podcast is meant to educate, inform, and discuss the ever-expanding topic of exotechnologies. If you are interested in exoskeletons, robots, or automated systems, you should listen to us. We will be discussing how these technologies impact you through chats with experts and users from around the world. Hey, Nora, how you doing? I'm good, Bill. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I have a surprise topic for us today. Fantastic. You know, I always love those. All right. And I'm going to play a clip for you. And tell me when you recognize this clip. All right. Lay it on me. All right. It sounds like a typewriter. Definitely an airplane. No, it's not Apollo 13, because I've seen that <laughs> enough, but they did just say NASA, so now I'm starting to rack my brain. Okay, that that music is very familiar. Uh, okay, I think it's the movie The Six Million Dollar Man. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> okay, it took me a little bit, but... <laughs> I can tell you I have chills right now from just hearing that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's such a great movie, right? <laughs> oh, well, it was a TV show for me. I mean, that's that's what we saw it every, every time it came on. It was one of the greatest TV shows. And it was so, it, it was such a, a huge, uh, you know, inspiration for many people that, that saw it, especially folks that, you know, went into my area, like engineering and science and stuff like that. And so the surprise topic is, what are exoskeletons and bionics, and what's the difference between the two? All right. I mean, I really, really love that question, right? Because that's something that I can honestly say I really honestly don't know. I mean, I know what exoskeletons are, but, um, you know, when it comes to bionics, that's something new for me, to be totally honest. Well, you know, and the TV show was about, you know, Steve Austin has a, a horrible crash but survives, and they replace several of his body parts, his arm, mm -hmm. his leg, his eye with, you know, robotic components or bionics. And they were integrated very deeply, obviously, into his body. Uh, and, you know... How is an exoskeleton similar or different to that? I guess is that you've seen, you know, several different pictures and right. uh, you haven't worn an exoskeleton yet, but that's coming someday. Uh, we are going yeah. to get a picture of you in an exoskeleton. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, how, how are they similar and how are they different? What do you think? Yeah. Well, I mean, and like just going back, I mean, to what you said, this show really was 
remarkable back in its day, right? I mean, it was in the early 1970s, I think, when it first started. And the concept was incredible, right? It was it was way before its time. Um, and, you know, just hearing those or seeing those shows back then, you know, you think to yourself, wow, this is really, really interesting. Like, this is really cool. But you never really realize that that's going to become a norm, right? right? As time goes on, you know, the fact that they were able to put a show together like that during this time is really interesting. So I, for going back to your question pertaining to, you know, the difference between bionic implants versus an exo, I mean, I think it comes back to the fact that, you know, the bionics was an actual implant, right? Right. Um, or a prosthetic Right. Um, whereas an exo is worn, from what I've seen, an exo is worn outside of of the limbs. Um, so it attaches to your body parts and, you know, it gives you that range of motion or that assistance to that body part. Um, whereas in this instance, like the bionic actually replaces um, the human body part. Right. And, you know, it's interesting. I see, you know, like you said, those those are a great distinction between the two. But I also see a lot of similarities. And I see where, you know, research is starting to blur those lines where, mm-hmm. you know, especially with certain exoskeletons that are powered, um, people are looking at the idea of having better control of that exoskeleton and having a better, I'd say, match between the mm-hmm. person and exoskeleton by using things like uh, subdermal type implants and other ways to get a better interaction between the person and and the exo. The other thing is obviously in in the healthcare area. I mean, you know, this this TV show also showed this possibility of something we talk about all the time using different words. We talk about return to work. Well, we just put an astronaut back to work after he just totally, you know, without this stuff, he would have gone on disability and he would never have been able to work again. Right. So, Mm -hmm. you know, so whether you're an astronaut or in construction or, you know, work in an office or whatever, you know, is there the possibility of using an XO or other types of technologies to return to work? And so we're doing some projects on that. Uh, but, you know, what do we need to make that happen? Can an XO do that right now? Or do we need more stuff closer to these bionic things? That's a, that's the tough question right now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's really interesting, right? Because, you know, when you think about the bionic aspect of it, as they showed in the actual television series, I mean, they said that, um, you know, he could run up to speeds of 60 miles per Ah, hour. Ah, yes. You know, an XO is not, a lower body XO is not going to, at this point, be able to allow you to run up to 60 miles per hour, right? Right. (laughs) Well, and that was was to me like where we got into... Great, made, it was great for the show, but gets into fantasy land. So it does, yeah. Because you know, think about this: if you have a regular leg and a bionic mm-hmm. leg, and one leg can move where you could possibly right. go sixty <laughs> miles an hour, guess what? That regular leg never could do that. 
and you're probably going to hurt yourself really, oh, yeah. really bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's going to be some torn muscles and ligaments for sure on yeah. that one. That's, but- that's one of those, you know, uh, as they say, old man things. You can do it once. <laughs> right. Exactly. Or, you know, how they used to say that his limbs, you know, had the equivalent power of a bulldozer. Right, you know, like right. if you have on an upper body exo, I mean, yeah, it's going to be able to help you with push and pull. But you're not going to be able to replace an actual bulldozer. Dozer. Right. <laughs> well, it's it's about it gets to mass, right? So if I've got right. a bionic arm or a arm with an exoskeleton that can lift the car, the mm-hmm. problem is not that the arm doesn't have the technical capability to lift the car. The rest right. of my body that is attached to cannot lift a car. Exactly. So yeah. That, that, yeah. Those forces have to go somewhere. Now, if this was a robotic arm. You know, our, mm-hmm. you know, from our robotics friend, this is a robotic arm and it's sitting on the ground somewhere else and I'm controlling it from somewhere and lifting a car. That's great because all the forces yeah. are going through that arm right. through to the You don't the have to worry about a spine being compressed uh, or... <laughs> me know? turning into a little squishy puddle, right? You right, know? exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like when, when the Superman movies come out and Lois Lane is falling and Superman comes down and it's like, well, you know, really? You really? Know, the physicists are looking at that and they're like, actually, like... His arms would have cut her in into three pieces. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. It's like the when you're speed fa- in the force, and yeah. When you're falling and you hit terminal velocity, it's like I can't remember what it is. It's like two hundred or something miles yeah, per hour, right. and you know, yes, if if Superman or anybody slowed her down gently, possible sudden right. stop, bad for everybody. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. No, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it is an interesting concept, right? Because you you bring up the the great question of what is I don't want to say acceptable. I think that's the that's the wrong word. But what is what is um what is the point at which you are able to do a bit more with right. the assistance, but it doesn't get into fantasy land. Right. Exactly. When does, when does it augment you beyond your capabilities, but not so much that you're actually doing additional damage to yourself that can't be repaired? It, right. So, right. you know, whenever you exercise, you do some damage to your body, mm-hmm. which is normal. That's that's what makes you stronger is, is slight right. damage. When that damage becomes to a greater extent, that's when you hurt yourself. So, you know, you right. tear your ACL or whatever. That's when you've gone a little bit too far. Right. Yeah. Uh, but muscle soreness, you know, from a, a hard workout, you know, next couple of days, you'll repair that mm-hmm. and you'll you'll make that stronger. Well, XO, right. the same thing. Can I do a little bit more that won't necessarily cause any permanent damage and actually augment me? And I, I think right. about this of like, you know, if you had... uh you know, an ultra athlete, somebody that's like Olympic level kind of thing. You know, most of them are looking at, can I get a one to 5% increase in whatever I do? Mm-hmm. Because I'm already at the top. I'm competing with everybody at this top level. Right. And 5% is a huge deal to me, mm-hmm. you know, whereas me and you, you know, I, I need like a 10, 20% increase in order Easily. to even get close to an, an ultra Depends athlete. on what we're talking about, but yeah, that seems that seems about right. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So, that's that's the tough part when you tar- start talking about exos and bionics and other things. Like, okay, we want to augment somebody, but how much? And how much 
right. that how much is meaningful to that person? Help, not mm. harm. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, I think that's a really interesting concept. And, you know, we've had some really great conversations lately with, you know, some some research professors from Singapore and, and other industry members that have been, you know, similar to this space, right? They're, you know, the specific one that I'm thinking of is is the professor that we spoke with that is taking a look at exos assisting with uh, stroke rehabilitation, right? right? right. I mean, they showed us a fantastic video of uh, of a of a gentleman who had had a stroke, um, and pretty much starting from from square one, right? right? When we were seeing, you could see that he was kind of swinging that right leg, um, and you know wasn't walking what we would call normal, right? Um, and you know, just with the the use of an EXO um, lower body EXO. They then took videos following that and how, you know, they were able to help strengthen those those muscles back up and assist the right. stroke patient. And and you could absolutely see the difference. Right. right. Um, you know, and in that case, it's not it's not allowing that individual to go from, you know, pre-stroke to an Olympic athlete. Right. But it's allowing that individual to get back more of a normal um, daily life that they had prior to the stroke, which I think that that is what, you know, we we're really aiming for. Right. Right. And I think, you know, if, if there's any place where I see, you know, what people would call, you know, all true augmentation or superhuman type augmentation is I've seen it more along uh, the fatigue area, which is, mm-hmm. okay. you know, if someone can normally do whatever it may be 30 times, you know, whether it's lift a rock, push something, go go a certain distance, I've seen where exoskeletons can increase that uh, a dramatic amount. Not, right. not, you know, lift heavier or, or do perhaps more than the body could do. It just took the fatigue level down so that the per- person mm-hmm. could do more of those things. And that's where I've seen the most augmentation, at, at least the exos yeah. I've observed. Yeah. And the thing that like I, I always keep in mind too, right? I mean, the exos, you're not wearing them 24-7. Correct. Right? I mean, you're not sleeping in them. You're not showering in them. You're, you know, they're they're. For a specific, well, maybe, you know, yeah. later, but they're for a specific purpose. Right. Um, and they're meant to be used appropriately. Um, you know, that's that's always the key there, too, to make sure that you understand when you're putting on this exo what, what the limitations are and what is the expectation. Well, um, and, and that's where I see kind of the similarity also with the bionics, because Mm-hmm. You know, even though the, the TV show was about, hey, making this person kind of superhuman, it was also about replacing the functionality of what he had already. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I see yeah. exos in a healthcare return to work type setting is really more about this replacing what you have. That's right. that that's where I see the key. And and you asked me a, an interesting question. I keep thinking about this before we were <laughs> on the air today. <laughs> Which is, you know, if if I'm thinking, you know, bionics, exoskeleton, you know, uh, and I'm returning to work. I, I used to work in uh, the Washington, D.C. area, and I used to have to ride the train in and all that. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking, every day when I went to that train, I had to, to go through a turnstile to, to pay a fee. And that right. turnstile is pretty narrow. 
and it had one of those gates this time. So it only opens mm-hmm. a slight amount of time. And I'm thinking if I'm wearing one of those lower body exoskeletons, because, you know, I need to, right. uh, man, can I get through that turnstile? Yeah. You know, yeah, and like you said, I mean, that's a really interesting concept that I think we'll do a future podcast on, on, you know, traveling, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, and I think, you know, I, I, I want to, I want to expand that a little bit and I want to talk about accessibility. Right. I, I know it's a loaded term, but you know, I, I've, I've lived overseas and I've seen like different levels of uh, accessibility, especially if you have something everything from a wheelchair to a cane to you know you can't do stairs uh, it's especially Mm -hmm. an issue uh but also you know turnstiles and other things that have a certain width that that may be a challenge so right yeah no absolutely yeah i agree and and accessibility again like you said it's such a loaded word because there's so much that comes with it but until you start breaking it down and talking about it you know it doesn't get any easier so well and and we do a little bit i mean i would say uh some of our folks especially uh we've talked about with some of our construction folks a little bit because Mm -hmm. we're we're thinking about not traditional accessibility, but hey, if I'm using a, an EXO or uh, some sort of uh, gear I'm wearing, it could be yeah. even PPE, can I get in and out of confined the vehicle? Space. Yeah, confined <laughs> space or a vehicle to get to where I need to go, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or, or a manhole. Yeah, yeah a manhole, right. A manhole. Right. <laughs> you know? Well, you know, I know like in law enforcement, you know, they, they wear the ballistic resistant vest a lot mm-hmm. of time. Getting in and out of a car, especially some of the newer cars that that are a little tighter yes. in there, can be a challenge. Especially if oh, you yeah. if you want to put the seatbelt on and all the other stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, I know. I mean, going to being back in college and and having friends who were larger on the football team, right? Yes. There were certain cars that they refused to even look at because yep. they knew that it rode so low to the ground that just getting out of that they couldn't get in and out of it easily and they just they didn't want that um you know so and then put an exo on top of that that just becomes um very problematic right well i think this is a great conversation i think you know we need to talk more a little bit about this this kind of this blurry area of exos and bionics and i'll say prosthetics and orthotics and robotic wearables and wearables mm-hmm. in general you know what what are all these things and what similarities and differences are there and you know what can people expect to get out of these things versus what is uh, they see on yeah. tv yeah absolutely no i mean I, I like you said i haven't had you know the pleasure of being able to wear an exo and Obviously, I'm not a bionic individual. I know people can't see me, but I do not have any bionic parts. However, I, you know, I, I have had orthotics, and let me tell you, they medical orthotics they changed my life. Yeah. Um, which I'll tell you guys on a future podcast. But All yeah, right. it's amazing how simple things like that can make your life better. Thank you so much, Nora. Great talking to you. Yeah, Take you care. too, Bill. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Thank you for listening to us today. Please share this podcast with your friends and join us next time.